Om Shri Sai Ram, offering most humble pranams at the divine lotus feet of our ever-present Lord. Invoking Bhagwan's benediction for today's talk, dear listeners, a very loving Sai Ram to all of you. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Ubhunaktu Sahaviryankaravavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastu Mavidvishavahai Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Tatsat Shri Saishwarar Panamastu With the immense grace of Bhagwan, we have completed the study of Nirvana Shatkam, also known as Atma Shatkam, a composition of Sri Shankaracharya, and as we saw, this is a text for contemplation on the self for sadhakas. Let us begin today's session by listening to the singing of entire Nirvana Shatkam. And as we listen, let's close our eyes and elevate our mind to the state of the self that is described in this composition. Shivoham 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 Mano Buddhyahankar Chittani Naham Nachashrotra Jihwe Nachagranetre Nachavyoma Bhumirna Tejona Vayu Chidananda Rupa Shivoham Shivoham Nachaprana Sanyo Navai Panchavayu Navasakta Datu Navapanchakoshaha Navapanipadam Nachopastapayu Chidananda Rupa Shivoham Shivoham Namedvesharagau Namelobhamohau Madonaiva menaiva matsarya bhavaha Na dharmo na charto na kamo na mokshaha Chidananda rupaha Shivoham Shivoham Chidananda rupaha Shivoham, Shivoham Na punyam, na papam Na saukhyam, na dukkham Na mantro, na tirtho 
न अहम् भोजनम् नैव भोजम् न भोक्ता चिदानंदरूपः शिवोहम् शिवोहम् चिदानंदरूपः शिवोहम् शिवोहम् नमे मृत्युशंका नमे जाति बेदह पिता नैव मे नैव माता न जन्मह न बंधुर न मित्रम गुरुर नैव सिश्या चिदानंदरूपा शिवोहम शिवोहम चिदानंदरूपा शिवोहम शिवोहम अहम् निर्विकल्पो निराकार रूपो विभुत्वाच सर्वत्र सर्वेन्द्रियाना नचासंगतम् नैव मुक्तिर्नमेयः चिदानंदरूपः शिवोहम् शिवोहम् चिदानंदरूपः शिवोहम् शिवोहम् Last week, we saw the explanation for the last verse of Nirvana Shetkam and we also discussed the importance of Antah Karana Shuddhi for the sadhaka to undertake contemplation on the self. See here we have to make a distinction between the yogic meditation which is called Dhyana and Vedantic meditation which is called Nidhidhyasana. In yogic meditation or Dhyana, we shift our focus from thoughts to one thought and we keep our attention undivided on one particular thought or the object of meditation so that the mind becomes single-pointed. Whereas in Nidhidhyasana, which is also known as the contemplation, here what we do is, whatever the thoughts that may arise in the mind, we ask, where is this thought coming from? So, this thought itself is used as a tool to direct our attention to the source of the thoughts, which is Atman or Brahman or which is pure consciousness, the witness consciousness that is enliving these thoughts or illumining these thoughts in the mind. So, our attention is shifted from these thoughts to the very source of the thoughts that is consciousness itself and this is in fact Nidhidhyasana is. Speaking of the role of mind and also the purity and the concentration that has to be brought in the mind, namely Chitta Shuddhi or Chitta Ekagrata, there is an interesting anecdote. See, once Swami in Trai Vrindavan was standing outside his abode 
and there was a big horde of monkeys there and all these monkeys made a very disciplined line and one by one they came up to swami and swami had peanuts in his outstretched palm and every monkey just picked up one peanut from bhagwan's palm and they all left so they all came in such a disciplined way and they took only one peanut from swami and when the number of peanuts was over in swami's hands the number of monkeys was also over then bhagwan turned to the student who was then serving swami and then remarked see i can even control these monkeys but i cannot control your monkey mind this is the nature of our mind our mind is not only a mad monkey it is not just a monkey mind it is a donkey mind as well just as a donkey carries load on its back we carry so much in our mind not knowing what we are carrying itself or where we are heading this is the nature of our mind our mind is not only a mad monkey it is a mad monkey that is drunk with the wine of desire which is also bitten by the scorpion of jealousy and which is also overpowered with the ghost of pride and this is what our mind is such a mind has to be purified and it must be aligned with the buddhi and this integration of mind with the buddhi is what is known as yoga which is very important for sadhaka as we can see it is very important for a sadhaka to bring certain quietude in the mind and to invoke the peace within the mind to bring it to a state of serenity or tranquility so that he can focus his attention on the atman always and one of very powerful ways to invoke this peace within as explained in our vedas and upanishads is by chanting of these shanti mantras the shanti mantras or the peace chants which are there in every upanishad are a very powerful way to invoke the peace within known as manashanti so these shanti mantras act as auto suggestions to the mind when they are chanted with complete awareness understanding the meaning of these mantras and these act as powerful positive affirmations for the mind see manute iti manaha manute iti manaha means that which keeps on thinking is the mind and mananat trayate iti mantraha mantra is that when constantly chanted it protects the mind from negativity and this is the importance of chanting these shanti mantras or the peace chants and one of these peace chants which everyone is familiar with and which we also chant here in the beginning of every session of vedanta parichaya as we all know is om sahana vavatu every shanti mantra 
begins by chanting of the pranava or om om is the ekakshara brahma which represents paripurnata the wholeness or completeness that we are and bhagwan in geeta vahini explains the importance of chanting of this om in a very interesting way swami says the mind has an innate tendency to merge in whatever it contacts it craves for this so it is ever agitated and restless but by constant practice and training it can be directed towards the pranava that is the chanting of om and it can be taught to merge with it it is also naturally drawn towards sound that is the reason why the mind is compared to a serpent the serpent has two crude qualities one is its crooked gait and the next one its tendency to bite all that comes in its way these two are also the characteristics of man he too seeks to hold and possess all that he sets his eyes on and he too moves crookedly but swami says there is in this serpent one praiseworthy trait however poisonous and deadly its nature might be when strains of the charmer's music are played it spreads its hood and merges itself in the sweetness of that sound forgetting everything else similarly swami says man too can by practice merge himself into the bliss of pranava and this shabdopasana that is worship through sound is a principal means of realizing the paramatma who is the pranava of the vedas so this is the importance of chanting regularly the omkara and this is known as dirgha pranava uchchara chanting of a long stretched om which not only helps to train the mind but it also attunes the mind to the self so after omkara the shanti mantra itself is chanted and let us see in brief the meaning of om sahana vavatu that we chant in every session see this mantra is in dual number or dvi vachana because the guru and the shishya they are together chanting the mantra unlike other languages which have singular number and plural number ekavachana and bahuvachana in sanskrit there is a third number which is called dvi vachana or the dual number here the guru and the shishya are praying together sahana vavatu means may the lord protect us both here we are seeking protection from what we are seeking protection from our own inner enemies see our mind is inhabited by this family of selfishness the mother of this family of selfishness is the boundless desire she is the queen mother 
if this mother is appeased then she will give birth to three children the first child is i want more and more of all these and this is known as greed the galloping greed or lobha and also she will give birth to another child which is the attachment or moha once i have got it i want to hold on to it and i cannot get rid of it and this is the blinding attachment that she gives birth to then the third child that is born when she is fulfilled or appeased is the precipice pride which is the mother why i say precipice is it is this pride that leads us to our fall suppose she is not appeased then what happens even then she gives birth to two children first she will give birth to krodha the red hot anger that burns our own self and then if someone gets it and we don't get it she will give birth to this flaming or fuming jealousy and this family of selfishness is what we are seeking protection from when we pray sahana vavatu then sahanau bhunaktu may the lord nourish us both so we are here seeking nourishment of the faith that we have in bhagwan and nourishment of our devotion or love for bhagwan and we are also praying that the spiritual fire that is within our minds may this be nourished so that it is kindled well and it grows brighter and brighter and it spreads to our entire being so that our entire being is spiritualized or divinized and this is the nourishment that we are praying for sahaviryam karava vahai which means let us put our efforts together let us both work together see coming together of guru and shishya and working together is very very important say if the guru gives the notes to the disciple the disciple cannot learn anything just from this notes and similarly the disciple also should not have any pride or conceit or he should not come with any preconceived notion to the guru and he must be open minded and he must be humble and receptive to the teachings of the guru and the guru also should be ready to listen to the doubts of the disciple and clarify them always and that is why they must work together tejasvinavadhitamastu means may what we study illumine our lives and may our study become bright and brilliant this is necessary because whatever knowledge we have or we get from the study is an intellectual understanding but this knowledge must be available to us in our day to day activity when we need it the most so the knowledge must be transformed into an experiential reality for us or wisdom and that is why we pray that may our study become brilliant and bright so here we are praying for the strengthening of our buddhi and for the strengthening of the viveka the discriminatory power of the buddhi in ma vidvisha vahai may there be no 
disharmony amongst us this is very important otherwise what happens is both the guru and the disciple they just keep arguing with each other and they reach nowhere and they have to always work together and there has to be perfect coordination cooperation and harmony between them and as we all know every shanti mantra ends with three shantis and these shantis are for seeking protection from three kinds of obstacles adi bhautika the obstacles that may arise from other beings and adi daivika the obstacles that may arise out of natural forces and also adhyatmika the obstacles that can come from our own body and mind so this is the power of chanting of shanti mantra to invoke the peace within which can be used as a very powerful tool by regularly chanting the mantra in order to bring certain quietude and serenity of the mind in order to undertake contemplation on the self and in addition to this personal benefit the shanti mantras by their powerful vibrations also sanctify the atmosphere and this is beneficial for loka kalyana as well as we can see the chanting of these peace chants or the shanti mantras addresses the three problems of the mind one is the quantity of the thoughts in the mind reduces when the peace within is invoked and also it improves the quality of the thoughts the thoughts become highly inspiring positive and constructive and also the direction of the thoughts itself that is there in the mind it is channelized towards the atman in the 6th chapter of bhagavad gita the dhyana yoga after the lord elaborately explains to arjuna the art of meditation arjuna gets a doubt and he asks the lord chanchalam hi manah krishna pramathi balavadhridam o lord this mind is so difficult to control because it is chanchala it is restless pramathi it is so impulsive and balavat it is strong in its attachment to sense objects and also it is dhridam it is obstinate and unyielding and how are we to control this mind and that is his doubt see if we observe in the bhagavad gita throughout the gita the lord comes across as a very intelligent teacher and also a very compassionate teacher he listens to his disciple very attentively whenever arjuna raises a doubt or a question and he also compliments his disciple for the question that he has asked so that the shishya the disciple becomes all attentive to receive the upadesha from the guru and here also the lord says asamshayam hi mahabaho manodur nigraham chalam o mahabaho o the mighty armed one yes it is very difficult to control the mind as you yourself say there is no doubt about it so he means to say to arjuna you have a point here and you are right when you ask this question it is difficult to control the mind 
and the compassionate lord then adds abhyasena tu kaunteya vairagyena cha grihyate but the mind can be controlled with abhyasa relentless practice coupled with vairagya or dispassion see throughout the bhagavad gita the lord addresses arjuna with many many names and each name is suited to that particular context here also when the lord addresses arjuna as mahabaho the mighty armed one he means to say that arjuna may be a great kshatriya warrior and all that is only in the external field of activity he is a mighty soldier as far as the talent in the world is concerned but in the inner world that will not help and that is a different journey all together and this is the meaning behind arjuna being addressed as mahabaho by the lord see this abhyasa helps us to tackle the first two problems of the mind chanchala and pramathi restlessness and the impulsive nature of the mind and abhyasa is nothing but holding on to one chain of thoughts a thought at the mental level it is shifting our focus from thoughts to one thought and here the sadhaka takes some support like the support of breath when we anchor our awareness in the breath then what happens is the mind tries to settle down and it becomes calm and better supports for a devotee as we have already discussed or the nama and rupa of the lord the name of the lord and also meditation on the form of the lord and these are very great supports to bring about the quietude of the mind or hold on to one thought or one object in meditation and this abhyasa as i said helps us to overcome the pramathi nature of the mind and also chanchala nature of the mind see the modern science has proved that whenever there is a stimulus into the brain through the agency of senses these stimuli first reach the amygdala which is the seat of emotions in the brain so it is called hijack of amygdala and when the stimulus reaches here a person he reacts out of his emotions to a particular stimulus and this is what we are all doing all the time if this amygdala hijack can be prevented or it can be postponed so that the stimulus reaches the frontal cortex which is the seat of rational and which is the seat of logic then what happens is we can respond in a way that is favorable to us to that particular stimulus and this abhyasa the training the mind helps us to overcome this amygdala hijack and so that we choose we do not react to a stimulus and we are able to postpone this emotional reaction to a stimulus and we are able to choose our response to the stimulus in alignment with our goal and this is the importance of abhyasa then balavadridam the attachment of the mind 
and also the unyielding obstinate nature of the mind can be overcome only through the practice of vairagya or dispassion see regarding abhyasa it is very very important for us to do certain particular practice whatever we are used to be it the name of the lord or focusing our attention on the form of the lord or even breath awareness that has to be done regularly every day day after day without giving any excuses because mind is a slave of repetition and whatever it is used to repeatedly it becomes a habit for the mind see most often what happens is the first practice that is thrown out of the window in our day to day lives especially when we have certain extra work to do in a day is our spiritual sadhana we keep postponing our sadhana oh let me do it tomorrow or day after today i am busy this is the tendency of the mind so we should be able to say a firm no to this procrastination or the tendency of postponement if abhyasa has to become effective as a sadhana and also throughout the day it is very important for a sadhaka to focus the mind on one particular thing completely see as the bhagavad gita itself says bahushakahi anantascha buddhayoho avyavasayinam which means bahushaka the mind that is scattered in many many ways many directions in such a mind what happens buddhayah avyavasayinam such a buddhi is not at all integrated properly so a sadhaka should not do multitasking and he must try to do one thing at a time with 100% attention throughout the day it is after all one mind that we have got which is used for our day to day activities and which should also concentrate or focus on the object of meditation when we sit for dhyana so doing one thing at a time helps a sadhaka to grow in his abhyasa and also whatever we do throughout the day that all these activities should be connected to the thought of divinity which means to say we must spiritualize or divinize our day to day activities itself by chanting the name of the lord and by offering it to the lord before we begin any work and also doing all the work we do throughout the day as lord's work and this will help us to strengthen our abhyasa and this makes our abhyasa effective as a spiritual sadhana this is it for the day and we shall discuss the vairagya aspect in our next session and i will conclude with the shanti mantra om asatoma sadgamaya tamasoma jyotirgamaya mrityorma amritangamaya Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Tat Sat Shri Sai Ishwarar Panamastu I thank Bhagwan for this blessing of speaking to you all I am thankful to team Radio Sai and every one of you Jai Sai Ram